<laughs> Welcome to the Between Brothers Podcast. We have the one, the only, the chancellor. Some know him as Zero. I know him as the GOAT. Zero in the building. What's going on, Zero? What's it called? I sound like a GOAT right now. <laughs> You know, we have our we have our good days and our bad days. Yeah. And of course, the Duke of Devonair and his Lando in the building. I do apologize. I didn't. We had some sound issues when I was watching the podcast to do the um to do the YouTube. Not saying that our YouTube is definitely supposed to be perfect, but there was just a lot of background noise going on. I didn't want to put that out there, but um. But hopefully this episode runs smooth and um, we can yeah. put that new episode out there. Um, but anyways, Zero, how was your week? Uh, my week was um, pretty standard. Like um, yesterday, <clears throat> or not yesterday, Monday. Yeah, that would be yesterday. I'm tripping. Um, yeah, we normally record. <laughs> so... I leave early for work because I'm like, okay, we got seven o'clock meeting. Let me go ahead and take care of this. I'm on my way, but I'm like, you know, let me stop at Walmart. Let me stop at Walmart, get me some water or something. To read my work text messages to find out that I'm not even working. So it's like I wasted gas. <laughs> well, I didn't really waste gas because you got a gas card. I yeah, drove. I, was <laughs> I drove. You feel me? Up once in a while. Yo, that's crazy. <laughs> What's it called? I drove all the way to Janif to look and see that I don't even have a route. So I'm like, okay, so they must be building one for me when I get when I get there. And he said, look, if and I read the text message said, if you don't have a route on on the on your uh on your field service app, do not come to the 7 a.m. meeting because you are not working. I was like, you know what? I think I'm gonna spend more time reading this shit because I really don't read it too often because folks like like they'll joke around a lot or it's like those messages back to back to back so it was like yo this shit's getting annoying I'm gonna put this on mute and I'm just gonna do my work for me to miss that all entirely it was like man I could've I could've got me some extra rest but no I'm I'm up at I'm up at 6 driving to find out I ain't gotta go to work And to make it make it even worse, because they don't observe Columbus Day anymore. I didn't get any holiday pay for it. <laughs> I thought it was Indigenous Leaders Day or something. But... It's both. They still. I'm saying it they, I, thought, I, I thought they kind of observe one or the other. Look, they. All I know is that my company didn't observe either one, so I didn't get holiday pay. <laughs> What's the, all these like racial holidays, Juneteenth, National Indigenous Peoples Day that don't get recognized? What's the purpose? 
Now I think Juneteenth gets recognized. They don't get Remember, recognized. I got holiday pay for that. I ain't getting no holiday pay for that. <laughs> they like, we ain't going back and forth for you niggas. <laughs> yeah, but um, I'm that is um because of yeah um because of that it was like that was a wasted ride but either that um everything else has been everything else has been smooth that's what's up um so um me and the duchess went on the date night and um me and the duchess went on the date night and uh, we went to some sushi place down at the beach. And uh, it was good food. We, the Duchess enjoyed the sushi. She never really cared for sushi before, or maybe she never ate it or something like that. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but she enjoyed it. And I'm like, how does this girl pull this off every time? Why is it that when I do date night, it costs me $300 million a plate, but when she do date night, it's fifteen cents. <laughs> I looked at it. She was like, "Oh, that wasn't bad." I said, "How much?" She was like, "Oh, it's thirty-two cents." I said, "Oh, let me order some more stuff." He <laughs> came all kind of light. <laughs> I don't know how she does it, but she finds a way. Like we had went to a Korean barbecue spot. We walked out of that joint. And it's called 757 Korean Barbecue. That joint was trash. I will, you know, normally people listen to the podcast. I don't be calling people out. I don't be calling people out like that. And, but I gotta call them out because they gave us little itty bitty portions. They gave us a little bit of meat or whatever. The meat was good that we did the whole art grill on. And they pull up the check. We we or we had water, dog. We didn't even drink no sodas, no nothing. It was $96. A couple weeks later, we go to an all-you-can-eat joint. Same joint. Better food, better pizza, Papa John's. <laughs> <laughs> she's like she's like oh it's 62 dollars how did i pick the spot at 439 dollars and she put the, the all you can eat five for six some buns man she's, but she's doing the research on where to go and it's like oh let me go ahead and suggest this place <laughs> no and, and here's the thing though like it wasn't even it was like it was like the 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 Korean spot that I went to that we'll never go to again. Um, we we got like how they price on the menu wasn't like how it was priced. I'm thinking like it's thirty dollars and you get whatever. No, it's thirty. It was thirty dollars plus you had to pay for extra things like the sides separate, this separate, that separate. So that's where it turned into, like where it, like where it turned out to be something crazy. So it was just like, 
Um, but yeah, that, that crab was buns. But, uh, and then we bought a new fridge. So uh, normally I record um, in my kitchen, but we bought a new fridge that has the ice maker. And so if y'all hear, I'll try to mute it if I hear it about to go. But um, but if y'all hear any ice tumbling, that's what that is. Um, but anyways, uh, we're changing some things up this week. Um, we're not going to go through, you know, as many games as we've gone through. Um, but um, we're just going to highlight, you know, three games from the week and discuss those games and move on. Um, and the first game I want to get into is the Jets Broncos. Um, Zach Wilson got a W. I think it's his first win um, as a starter this season. Uh, and people, people, people saw the the, the situation on the sideline with Russell Wilson and, and um, Sean Payton. But first thing I want to do is highlight the Jets defense. The Jets defense played phenomenal. The Williams brothers, um, Quinn and Quincy, you know, excellent, excellent combo there. Uh, Sauce Gardner, like I said to me, still the best corner in football right now. I was, I wanted to see if he was going to be able to repeat it, and he has. Um, and uh, the Jets offense, I mean, we got a huge rushing touchdown from Brees Hall. But outside of that, it was very pedestrian. Um, I think it was nothing but field goals outside of that. Um, so, you know, but great, great job to, uh, no, and there was a safety as well. So, great, but great job to the defense um, for doing what they did. Shout out to Brees Hall for having, you know, a, an amazing game. Even though I'm a die easy G, uh, Jets fan, I'm a die hard Williams Brothers fan die-hard Gardner fan, die-hard Brees Hall fan. If you talk about any of them individually, we have problems. Talk about the Jets as a whole, eh, I don't really care. But the embarrassing thing is all the stuff that Sean Payton talked about the culture, yet they're having all these issues at the beginning of the season that he said he was going to get out of. And then you lose to the the team that Hackett ended up going to. Now, granted, I don't think Hackett did a good job coaching or has done a good job coaching the offense, but y'all got 31 points scored on y'all because your defense is pure buns. But yeah, so... That's 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 my beginning part of that. What you got? So like Sean Payton wasn't the answer so far. Because huh? um it just seemed like especially defense. Oh defense went from great to what the fuck? And I know there's rumors. It's always rumors about something, but I think there's rumors about um, Patrick Sertain probably probably get traded. Wouldn't make any sense to me, but folks always got that type of stuff. Jerry Judy probably will be on the trading block. They need to fire that defensive coordinator and get somebody in. I don't know why he's still there. 
nobody knows, but <clears throat> it's like Sean Payton, like you're supposed to be this offensive genius. But the offense has been fine outside of this game. The offense actually has <laughs> been fine. The first game of the year where they started out good and then they kind of tailed off in the second half. And then this game are the only games where you can point at the offense and be like, they they have some issues. But outside of that, Russell Wilson's actually played pretty well. The offense has played pretty well. It's the defense giving up 35 to Washington and 70 <laughs> and then 31 to the worst scoring offense in football. And like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, Sutton's got to give and though. They got to give um, they got to give old boy the boot. Yeah, they need to get that get rid of that defensive coordinator. Then next season, just you know the pieces that you have. I think they still. I think they still got John um, Justin Simmons. You still got um, Patrick Sertain. That's that could be. That could be a starting point <laughs> to get this defense together. It may not even be the it may not even be the the personnel. It probably is just the coaching. Like not making the right calls and yeah, I'm not making the right calls because I know players still have to execute. But well, still, like they went from they went from like a top five defense to do they even play defense? Yeah, they <laughs> defense. Like top five, so do they even play defense? Yeah, I think they were the. I think I think the only thing they were ranked above thirty second in was rush defense, and I think they were thirtieth before the Jets game, and they gave up almost two hundred yards for Breesaw. So you got good. Who knows what that's like? Uh, <laughs> who knows what the ranks ranking are now? So to the to the argument that the two of them had, and you know y'all y'all look at uh, check out our TikTok um, between brothers podcast on TikTok, where I actually say I actually put Russell Wilson on the top five most buns players or performances of the week, and Sean Payne had every right to be pissed off at it. And I don't know what Russell Wilson said in response. It didn't look like he like snapped back at him or anything like that. It, you know, it was a big mistake on his part. He tried to outrun. I don't remember who was actually chasing him down, but he tried to outrun them. Um, he's not as fast as he used to be. He used to be able to get away from those guys. Now, now he can't. And um, you know, and he was outside the pocket, so it's just like, you know, live to fight another down versus um, trying to make a play out of nothing. Um, and, you know, people see that, and you got people like nerds like Colin Coward saying like, oh, see what I was saying? They're not working and this and the other. He never had that with Drew Brees and all this other stuff. And it's just like, um, you know, of course they gotta have some growing pains or they're gonna have growing pains that he didn't necessarily have with Drew Brees. Um, Drew Brees also was a significantly younger quarterback at the time he got Drew Brees. So that's another, that's a different dynamic as well. Drew Brees also doesn't have the same skill set 
But outside of the year that the that the that the Saints won the Super Bowl, and then those last few years when Drew Brees wasn't, you know, prime Drew Brees. How long did Sean Payton coach? Twelve seasons. I, I want to say like nine of those twelve seasons, they had terrible defenses. So there's something that he's just not good at hiring defensive play players because the personnel is clearly there. So he needs. So people need to stop focusing on Russell Wilson and focus. And I was one of the people who was on the Sean Payton bandwagon. And like I said, Russell Wilson has played better. He's had some lapses, but just, you know. We just watched Joe Burrow have his first good game. So, you know, and he's an elite quarterback. So these things happen. Lapses happen. But for us to sit here and just give Sean Payton no blame because of what he did with a Hall of Fame level quarterback in their prime versus a Hall of Fame quarterback, level quarterback at the end of his prime, that's, I'm just not, I'm very bothered by the fact that Sean Payton is kind of getting a pass from everybody. When, like I said, y'all know, y'all heard me say this about Hackett. Like historically, he has not coached good offenses. Historically, that's just not been a thing for him. So to blame Russ is like, okay, now that Russ has an offensive coach, he's playing better offensively. And now the defense has suffered, and Sean Payton, for the most part, has not coached teams with good defenses. So when is when is he going to get some of the heat? Russell Wilson, that last turnover was 100% on him, but that doesn't that doesn't we shouldn't gloss over the fact that they gave up outside of um, that fumble return. They gave up 24 points to the worst offense in football. You know, and you know, like like what the defense special team scored, what the safety and the touchdown, so nine nine of their points. So it's just like we 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 gotta start blaming Sean Payne and that coaching for how how abysmal a defense was that was ranked, I think, seventh or eighth in the league last season. And they got the same personnel. And they just got rid of their one guy who was supposed to be an elite pass rusher in Randy Gregory. So, what's going on in Denver? Um, I was very wrong on that. I had them winning 12 games. Even if they win out at this point, I don't even think they can win 12 games. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, so what do you think about the Sean Payton, Russell Wilson, back and forth? Honestly, it's like, you know, I just think because of how the season's going, it's just early season for frustration boiling over. Because it's not like, it's not like, what's the name? It's not like, um, Russell Wilson is really playing bad. I mean... Over, I think it's uh, yeah, over twelve hundred yards, eleven touchdowns versus two interceptions. So it's not like he's really playing bad. I think but he's it's lost probably, three fumbles though. I 
then yes, three fumbles lost. But I think before, I think going into the Jets game, sorry to cut you off, but I think going into his Jets game, he was the third highest rate quarterback passer rating wise. Okay. So I just think it's, I just think it's some um, frustration when it comes, uh, when it comes to like how things have been going. Yeah, I think that's I think that's that's just what it is. Frustration boiling over because it's like especially when you lose to the team who like lose to the coach that you bashed in the off season. And it's like it's like now it's like you there's nothing that you could have done. It's like like you you just you're just like it's embarrassing. You, you you threw this dude under the bus just for you to lose to the same guy who couldn't you couldn't coach himself after out of a paper bag if you yeah if you ripped it open for him like that like that's how yeah I don't really think much of it really but. It can be it can be a narrative that's placed on this team if um, later on down the line, if things continue to go the way they go, because if they keep on losing and losing in the fashion that they are, somehow, somewhere, this clip is going to be rewound back and be like, well, it's not there because remember week five when they lost to the Jets and this that and they were arguing on the sideline because people because. Media love doing that. Yeah, for me, it's what nothing. What if they go on a crazy live streak right after that? <laughs> if, they, if they, you know, you want to. Know, but here's the thing that you that you even say that they're going to. Let's say they win five straight. They're going to use that clip and say they've gone on. It's like the Broncos have gone on the win streak ever since this argument. And that's good. <laughs> <laughs> that that's, that might have been the spark that they needed. Defensively, they're abysmal. Offensively, it they 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 have they still have flaws. Um, the receivers, the receivers, just I don't know. I'm I'm not buying their receivers. Um, the run game is kind of average, but you know, uh, they 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 could be better. I just don't think they have the personnel, and they gave up so much draft capital. Not only to get Russell Wilson, but also Sean Payton. So it's like I don't know why Sean Payton took that job because it's like if you don't turn it around immediately, you got a long way to go. Yeah. Um, but anyways, let's move on to uh, the Saints and Patriots. Um, Saints defense again is it's it's fantastic a top 10 defense all across the board. There's nothing to surprising about that. Derek Carr played an average game. He's an average quarterback doing average things. Um, mediocre max strikes again. And they were they they were on the buns list. Y'all go ahead and um, y'all go ahead and uh take a look at that on our TikTok page and to see where they place on the buns list. But They've been outscored 69 
to three in their last two games. I've never thought a Bill Belichick coach team was capable of that. But then I thought about it. I'm like, well, he was a losing coach outside of Tom Brady. So I'm like, you know, is it is it time to let go of the of the nostalgia of Bill Belichick? The deep even the defense isn't playing well. Like at least they still had that. And now they don't have that. And then Mac Jones is still bunts. And you know, for real, for real, y'all need to start listening. I've been telling y'all since day one. Mac Jones is going to be a mediocre quarterback. The Patriots fans specifically. Mac Jones is going to be a mediocre quarterback. He was not what y'all thought he was. And at the end of the day, now that he's not playing with that Alabama level of talent, the real Mac Jones is here. And this is what he is. He's turnover. He, he's he's starting to turn the ball over. He's generally been smart with the football, at least that. And maybe the offensive line, because I think it was rated twenty-eight. Maybe the offensive line issues is what's leading to these pick sixes. I know the one he threw last week or this past weekend was because the 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 he was he was getting hurried. But um, but at the same time, it's just like. You know, we saw Bailey Zappi play better than him in the same offense last night. At some point, we got to start looking at the at, at the quarterback and seeing what's going on with him. Because, or it could very well be a situation where when Tua was was not playing as well, and people were saying, "Hey, you know, what's going on with Tua?" You know, Brian Flores wanted to get rid of him. And it's just like, what's wrong with Tua? Tua gets the right coach. He gets the right personnel around him. And now he's arguably, or he's playing the best football in, in, in the game right now. Um, so I don't know. I don't know what else to say about the Patriots anymore. I know what to say. They trash. I know exactly what to say. They trash. Everybody was praising Mac Jones after year one. And then you see exactly why. <clears throat> well, I'm not I haven't seen how well Bryce I know the Panthers aren't up there the uh, record wise. But I haven't really seen how Bryce Young has been Performing, but he, Mac he, Jones. They look the same. They're the same quarterback. So basically, this is exactly why you don't pick an Alabama quarterback in the first round. <laughs> I'm keep telling you about these Alabama quarterbacks. C.J. Stroud is showing me a little bit that the Ohio State quarterbacks might not be not might not share that curse. I'm, I'm reserving the right till season three. Because this could just be a stroke of rookie luck, like 
we saw Mac Jones have. Like we saw Baker Mayfield have. That stroke of rookie luck. And then when the film was out on them, we saw what time it was. Yeah, um, so, so it just, it's, it's just, like, it just seemed like no, no matter what you did, what the Patriots did, it's like, you still got Mac Jones, uh, Zappy, just, just start him, like, you, you could, you knew that they gave up on, that they're go- going to give up on Mac Jones, when they benched him last week. Should have just started Zappy, but you want to give him another chance because he's a first-round quarterback. Like I, like I always say about first-round quarterbacks, you always give them you always give them more than one chance because you put so much you put so much draft quote unquote draft capital on them picking them yeah picking him early. But it was like they probably they probably thought that the problem would be solved when they brought back um, Bill O'Brien. Like there still there still has to be some sort of talent that this guy has to possess and clearly it ain't happening. So after the season you gotta it's it's back to the drawing board. And I've just seen Patriots fans saying like, oh well if we had a better offensive line, better tight ends, better wide receivers we would be so, a, so entirely a better offense so you just want to completely you just need, you, yeah, you, need a, you need a new offense like like that like <laughs> i'm like that that's just so and and I, and I like laugh at them and i'll be like yo like you being serious right now and they'll be like oh yeah and i'm like wait that's like saying if you had a different team you'd be better Hey, if we were the Chiefs, we'd be better. Yeah, if you were the Chiefs, you'd be the Chiefs. What are you saying? If you were the, yeah. like, what are you saying to us? Hey, yeah, man, if we just had the, everybody the Philadelphia Eagles had, we'd be, we'd be undefeated. Yeah, of course. <laughs> They're undefeated. <laughs> exactly. Hey, we, like, if we had the 49ers roster, we'd be killing it. Yeah, yeah, we see that. We see that. The 49ers are killing everybody. <laughs> But but that's the but what's it called? That's to say that that's to just assume that Mac Jones as the quarterback plays well enough for those pieces to do what they need to do anyway. Yeah, because and, and can... I don't know. I mean, like I said, I I I've always say this being a quarterback, but it's just like yeah, we had this, 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 and it's just like, what, what are you, what exactly are you saying? Like, oh yeah, we had a better team, we'd be better. Yeah, that's every, every losing team, if they would had a better team, they'd be better. Like, what, what are you saying? When your quarterback, and this is what I mentioned um, in the past, like when it came to Justin Fields, when it came to Baker Mayfield, I, I don't even remember who said it to me, um, oh yeah, uh, but I, uh, we were doing our, when we did our live streams, and it was like, oh well, if you surround him with more talent, I'm like, Baker Mayfield with the Browns had a top three offensive line, top three wide receiver core, the top two running, top three running back. What like how much more help could you get a guy? 
how and he had and he had a really good offensive coach who who was performing well. And it, it was him who was turning the ball over. It was him making bad reads. It's like how much more help can you get the guy? You you know saying so you can only do but so much. Like yeah, oh yeah. If he played against, he played in the AFC North. But yeah, if he played against worse teams, he probably win more games. Like he's doing in Tampa Bay. He's playing against, he's playing in the worst division of football right now. So he's winning some games. Oh well. And that's the case with Matt, with uh, with Mac Jones. But I love seeing the demise of Alabama quarterbacks. I'm just waiting for, I'm just waiting for November to hit. For, <laughs> I'm just waiting for November to hit so two. Could come back to earth like he did last season. <laughs> but that was concussions, though. No, the Dolphins were losing because of concussions because he was out. <laughs> but when he played, it wasn't like he was. The Dolphins would like that. Once that cold weather hit, the Dolphins have tended to. Uh, and now um, I forget. I don't know how to pronounce their running backs last name. But now he's out for a month, maybe more. So <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens from here on out. Um, the last game we're going to discuss, Cowboys, 49ers. I think they actually defended Christian McCaffrey well. I think he only had like 60 total yards or something like that. Um. The unfortunate thing was that Dak Prescott, I, I, I was about to call him Zach Prescott because he was playing like Zach Wilson. Um, dude just started turning the ball over like crazy. He threw one interception all season and he decided <laughs> on, come Sunday night. That <laughs> 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 he wanted to throw all the picks. <laughs> Like, oh yeah, I need oh look, look, this is the what was it, week five? Yeah. So it was the fifth, it was the fifth week of the year. I'm about four interceptions behind. I can get one a game. <laughs> I can average one a game. Let me go ahead and get caught up. Like, what? What do you think about the game? Or, or before I let you go, I did not watch the game in its entirety because by the end of the first quarter. I was knocked out. The game was just so non, like, I mean, it wasn't even high scoring, but you could just tell, like, it reminded me of like, when I was watching Crawford versus uh, Porter. And like, the, it was like, Porter, Porter, I think was winning the fight, but I'm watching it like, this dude's about to get knocked out in a few rounds. Or actually, I don't even say that. I would say it's more like Mayweather McGregor. It was like, I'm watching, I'm like, Mayweather's not even, the second Mayweather starts punching, this fight is over. And that's exactly what ended up happening. And it was just like, like you could see, I could see the inevitable. And I, and, and then I, was, I started getting drowsy. Next thing I know, I wake up because Coco Puff was crying and I took her to bed and went back to sleep. And, um, and then I woke up and it was 42 to 10. Uh. Anyways, go ahead. What's your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I watched. Uh, I think I watched from second quarter to the end. 
it it 49ers are playing like they were in a class all all on their own. Cowboys couldn't do anything. Frank Warner was everywhere. Like, <laughs> yo, that dude's a beast. You saw that? Fumble? No, you didn't oh. catch it in the first quarter when he forced that fumble um, on Pollard, their first possession. Yeah, I didn't see it. Yo, that dude just <laughs> leaped across the field. <laughs> leaped across the field. Got his hand, got one arm around him midair. He's still floating. Got one arm around Pollard and punched the ball out of the other hand. I've never seen nothing like that. <laughs> Yo, that was some so, Charles Tillman stuff. You were Charles Tillman used to do that? Yep, the, the peanut he, punch. Yeah. Yeah. Yo, there was a, what was it? I think it was the fourth quarter. He, Warner had sprinted to the middle of the field and somehow. House still turned around, went back to would be the right side if we're if we're on defense. He sprinted to the middle of the field and still turned around, went to the right side and picked the pass off. Like how did <laughs> like this dude is a beast? Um, Just I like want to apologize. To Frank Warner because I said Michael Parsons was the best linebacker in football. Boy, was I wrong. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know what I was thinking. Yeah, Fred Warner was. Whoo! That was a. Fred that Warner, I call him Frank. I don't know why I just call him Frank. Fred Warner. I'm sorry. Fred Warner. Yeah, it's like that. Yo, that defense, like, and the way the offense was clicking too. What was it? Um, that Purdy threw four touchdowns, three of them to um, George Kittle. It seemed like no matter, it seemed like no matter what the what the Cowboys defense was trying to do, somebody was wide open. It was like. So the Cowboys need to just pack it up and have the second stringers out there because <laughs> the first stringers look like they could they didn't belong on the field at all. That's that was that's my that's my opinion on the game. It's like that that was like the Frank when I said Frank, that's the Fred Warner show. Is what it looked like to me. That dude was just all over the field. Um, yeah, um, so I remember my very first top 32 quarterbacks list, um, and, oh shoot, I didn't post that today, I'll post it tomorrow morning, um, where I ranked the the 32 quarterbacks based off of their in-season performance, and I had put Dak Prescott, like, around 20th or something like that, and I had a couple of Cowboys fans, um, be like, Dak is too low, and I was like, based on what? And none of them really gave me an answer. And it's just like, just because you're a Cowboys fan, that doesn't mean that I need to rank him higher just because you want him higher. And uh, I think so far, he, I think I've dropped him down to like 24, 25 maybe. And it's just like, this is the reason why he's, he's, it's not that he hasn't, he was playing like garbage until last night. 
but he wasn't playing. He had no spectacular games, zero. And this guy's supposed y'all telling me he needs to be higher than, like he needs to be closer to the top ten than closer to bottom ten. And it's just like he's done nothing special. He's done nothing special. Like you know, t- last night, last night, like to me, Brock Purdy didn't do anything special until last or like last Sunday night. Like you know, what I'm saying so, it's just like Brock Purdy, but even but Brock Purdy was higher on my list because he wasn't making mistakes and he kept the offense rolling. He was significant. I think I, I had him as high as number three. It was because he plays clean football. But then last night he showed like he, he's a he's a better quarterback than I thought. I, I think he's an average quarterback, but he didn't play like an average quarterback last night or, or Sunday night. He played like a very good quarterback. So he, yeah, he's deserving of being top wherever he is on my list. I don't know off the top of my head right now. So it's just like, until he shows regression, he's going to be in the top 10, top seven. There's nothing, and until Dak Prescott has a great game, he's going to be in the bottom third of the league. It ain't my, he's not Buns. He's not in the Buns portion, the bottom five. Bottom five is Buns quarterbacks. He's not, he's not there, but He's not good. Stop trying to make him good. He's not good. It ain't my fault your fake your America's team quarterback is not good. So anyways, um <coughs> F the Cowboys. Um or I, I don't even care about the Cowboys. Y'all you, you the, the fans are just so like ridiculous. It's they're so ridiculous. The dude led the league in interceptions last season, play, playing five games less than every other starting quarterback. And y'all sitting here trying to convince me that he should be top 15, top 12. Shut up. Shut up. If I can admit that Zach Wilson is one of the three worst quarterbacks in football, y'all can admit that your guy's a bottom 10 quarterback. Leave me alone. Um. But anyways, um, so Joe Budden had some criticisms about Drake's music. I've never really been a fan of Drake. Um, though there's some songs I like, but I'm not a Drake fan. Matter of fact, I'm trying to think of how, how many, I think I have three Drake songs on my phone. I'm on one. I don't think there's a song that I have where it's just him. I'm on one. I don't even think that's a Drake song. I think that's a DJ Khaled song, technically. It is. <laughs> I'm on one. Um, the joint he had with Chris Brown. Um, oh, bless the call. Uh, no guidance. No guidance. Fall for your type. So that's Jamie Foxx's song. I don't have no Drake songs. <laughs> No, I think No Guidance is a Drake song. Is it Chris Brown song? Well, the yeah, answer is that. Song. <laughs> I don't have no Drake songs. I'm not a fan of his music. Not a fan of his music. Not saying he's a bad rapper. 
just not a fan of his music. And that's that's one thing I want to make clear for anybody who's this. Just because I don't, I'm not a fan of somebody doesn't mean that they're not good at what they do. You know what I'm saying? Like, per, I don't like Eminem. Doesn't mean he's a good rapper. Now I think he's highly overrated, but I just don't like his music. I love my mom. I didn't want her to die. Sorry. Like, if y'all if y'all like lyrics like that, you think that's being lyrically um, a lyrical genius? It sounds like a new problem. I just don't care for it. But, um, but Joe Budden, I don't remember exactly what he said. You can clarify it. But he had some criticism about the album. Drake went on Instagram and started dissing on him because he was a failed, he said he was a failed rapper. And um, a couple of things I want to say about that is just because someone wasn't, didn't rise to the level that you did, doesn't mean that they have no right to critique your stuff. Because if people who are better than you or you feel are better than you are the only people who can give you critique, then you're never really going to grow. Not saying that you should take people who you feel like are beneath you critique, but like Charlemagne the God had mentioned that his song wasn't, you know, kind of was a kind of like a fly by night song. And then it, to be honest, it, I think it climbed to number one because of what Charlemagne said, not because of anything that Drake did. And then, and then it was number one for like a week and then it dropped back down. I think Doja Cat is back to number one. And then I don't even think it was top 20 after that week. So, and then now Joe Budden said something about it. He said, you, your music is sounding too young. You know what I'm saying? Like you need to grow up with your music and you criticize him and you go at him. And it's just like, so what is your, what is your goal to go at everybody who critiques you, who criticizes your music? If you're making great music, you thought it was a great project, then why does it matter? Why are you so emotional about it? I'm because he's an artist. Because he's an artist and he's sensitive about his shit. But I know I saw I didn't finish watching the clip, but I saw um, when they were talking about his um, song with J. Cole, first person shooter, and he said, and Joe Budden paused the track and he said, "Your first mistake." On this, uh, on this song, what's letting J. Cole go first? Because after they hear Drake's verse, basically it's like after they hear uh, Drake's verse, they're not gonna want to listen to you after that. Because right now, J. Cole has been killing every feature. Dude's been, dude's been doing his thing. It was like the one person. The one person you don't want on your track right now, or you do and don't want on your track right now, is J. Cole. So it was like, so, and I get it. I get it with the, uh, when Joe Button, with Joe, because it, it just seems like any artist has an issue with being critiqued. Because when, I don't know if it maybe is a Joe Budden thing because Joe Budden had a problem with Eminem's uh, album and his uh, and his feature selection 
um, Eminem felt uh, Eminem felt a way about it and came out with Kamikaze and ended up dissing Joe Budden just because Joe Budden went on this podcast and said he didn't like the track list. <laughs> so my thing is and my thing is with Drake you would go on Instagram and say something to him but let's not forget you um that Joe Budden a few years ago put out like I think he put out like three diss songs and yeah put out three diss songs against you he didn't put out one I think you had mentioned this where you were like like the dude thinks he can just make his own rules when it comes to this rap stuff yeah it's and that's that was always that's always the problem because it's like I remember I remember with the uh, Pusha T situation Joe Budden asked Pusha T was like are there no rules in beef and he was like oh he said rules in beef Pusha T said there are none and he was trying and basically was trying to say that doesn't the bigger artist dictate the rules it's like it, you don't dictate the rules in beef um, what's it called Styles P said you don't dictate the rules in beef whatever whatever happens happens whatever is said is said how do you respond to it because no, nobody was talking about should there be rules in beef when Tupac came out with hit him up when Ice Cube came out with no Vaseline they tried to say there should be rules when um when what's his name when Nas and Jay-Z went at it because when Jay-Z mentioned his baby mother and he, he and his mother made him apologize for the lines that he put out he was like but really there are no rules in beef whatever said is said and it seemed like Drake wants to continuously dictate the rules about how things go but you already know Joe Budden ain't gonna respond with the track anyway because Joe Budden is always gonna say he's retired and he doesn't go into the booth anymore. I don't even think that that when you when you when you write a song and say trigger fingers turn into Twitter fingers and then you put your your IG fingers on when somebody criticizes stuff like you 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 deserve no credibility for me you know. Um, and also, Drake, you Canadian. Y'all don't dictate anything. This ain't hockey. All right? <laughs> and Las Vegas is the one who's cook- cooking with that. So, <laughs> Las Vegas got the last room. So, it's like, yeah, relax, dog. Relax. Stay in your place. Stay in your place. All right? <laughs> Shout out to Toronto. But, Drake, Relax. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like, you know... I got five cities that people can live in. Relax. Like, you know, it's just... <clears throat> I'm pretty sure they got each other's numbers. Why don't you just call him and talk to him about how you feel about whatever? Even though Joe Budden may not even care. <laughs> because it's content. Like... I'm just trying to find out, like, like you know, there, there's an, all right, I, I, let, let, let's just say he, he, his album sells a million records or something like that. 
there's a there's gonna be out of those million people there's gonna be their fans of yours there's gonna be a lot of people who like your music there's hundreds of thousands hundreds of, or tens of millions of people who enjoy your music why are you worried about what two people said and then two there's been people who put out dud albums you know saying like they i remember everybody was saying like kingdom come is a trash album for jay-z i actually enjoyed that album personally but um but uh like they or 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 what's another album i know a lot of people hated cassidy's bars album the barry adrian restory I actually like that more than his first album, the Slow Personality album. My, my favorite album is I'm a Hustler, but like, you know what I'm saying? But it's just like, you know, a lot of people criticize that album. It's just like, like I said, just because people are, are, don't, are saying things about your music that they don't care for, especially specifically Charlemagne, who has generally been somebody who's openly criticized your music often. Why do you feel the need to do that? And it's just like, but like when it comes to somebody dissing you, you feel like you're bigger than that. But when it comes to that, like a push of tea, oh, I just do want to take it there. When push of tea took it there, because, you know, because somebody said I should do it, whatever that whole story was. And it's just like, it was like, cut the bullshit. Yeah. Yeah, it's you again. It's you trying to dictate the rules, and it's just like, bro, you know what I'm saying? Stick to whatever yeah, it is right. that you do. Yeah, it's like, nigga, just say what you gotta say. You gotta issue with it. You gotta issue with what a homeboy had to say. Say what you got to say. Don't sit here and try to be like, oh, because somebody talked you out of it. Like, shut up. No, it's like you you already you soft you, enough. You, because you, you know, if you would have took it there and pushed the team, pushed the team was really going to take it there, and you had nothing to go for that. You would have nothing after that. That's the problem. That's what. Re- that's what it really was. Whatever you're saying, I don't care. What it really was was he he killed you on that track, and then you were like, oh, I got info that I can put out there, but I'm not. Because you already know. All right, look, and whoever whoever told you out of it was probably like, well, look, bro, like, you know, if you put this out, what could come back? Yeah. Was that? Oh, I and um, <clears throat> and rumor had it that that next disc that he was that he supposedly put on the shelf, most of it was going to be about Kanye. It was like Kanye didn't diss you. Pusha T was the one who exposed your shit. Go after Pusha. It's like, I know you got issues with Kanye, but go after Pusha, though. He's the one that exposed your stuff. It's like, like, he, it's like he, he's the one that got the info on you. And he was waiting for you to respond. It's like, like he said, he's trying to dictate the rules. He's trying to, he's trying to dictate rules that don't exist. But they think, but he thinks because he has the bigger fan base that that he can dictate rules that don't exist. The last thing like, I'm saying you know, about this is the, the, the late great American philosopher 
Notorious B.I.G. once said, What's beef? Beef is when your mom's ain't safe up in the streets. He says some other bars and then he says, Beef is when I see you, guarantee you'll be in ICU. So that means there ain't no rules for this. If your mom's ain't safe, Leave it alone, man. Um, so like you gotta start take trying that trying year off. Just take it. You yeah. gotta take that year off, like you said. Just take that year off. Maybe he knows the albums, buns. Maybe he knows the albums, buns, and he like, I need a year off because this, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what it is. I'm never buying a Drake album, so don't be like, well, you need to listen to it. I will never. Again, I told y'all the songs I like from Drake and none of them were his songs. It's never gonna happen. Alright? Drake has never put out a single where it was his single. And I was like, I need to listen to the rest of this. It's never <laughs> and it never will. Um Alright, so we uh you had sent me a video about it was this reality show and one of the gentlemen on the on the show said that they that you know the the hierarchy of the household in all these words we could probably insert it here but the the hierarchy is father mother wife husband wife then the kids in that order and the woman was like how did i miss this red flag um some other things were said um apparently people have a problem with dads leaving the household in in this particular show and i just i would like to know we've had similar top discussions like this on the podcast before but so we can kind of get into that stuff but I just don't understand what is this attack on men leading the household? Um, here's the issue with the whole, and you you could elaborate more on what what the what what was said in that conversation, but my issue is for what reason. Does everyone like every like what they say? There's too many chefs in the kitchen. Like, why does everyone want to be the sous chef or the executive chef or whatever, whatever they call them? Why does everyone need to be the Michelin star chef? Why can't you play your role? And I'm not saying that the father, him particularly being the leader of the house, is the best thing. I'm just saying, like, why does everybody need to be the leader? Why can't anybody learn how to find a good leader? There's somebody who's there's somebody who's already doing it better. So why do you need it? But I guess elaborate more on what was said and then go ahead and, and you know give your thoughts on the whole thing. Yeah, so it's like what you said. Um 
when the question was asked, he was basically giving an example of what he saw as what he experienced as a kid. His father made his father made was had the final say so. His mother and I think what was really the bigger issue in the situation is when he did the hierarchy. He said father and then the mother's right here and then it's the kids. And I think the visual is what threw them off. He didn't say father's here, then mother, then kids. I think that's what threw things off, from, in my opinion. Because it's like, oh, so you're... So your wife is below you or something, like, which I don't get, because, and when he said he was the final, he had, had the final word, but if his mother disagreed with it, with uh, the final decision, or with the decision that he made, they would sit down and they would talk about it. It seemed like that went completely over their head. Like, he didn't say, <clears throat> like, she disagreed and he said... Well, what I said, what I say goes. He was like, if he, if she disagreed with something, they would, they would come, they would come and collaborate with each other. But I know one of the the other guy that was in the video, he was saying he had a, basically had an issue with it. He said because of how much black women have to go through now, so he wouldn't have said that. And that just gave me pause <clears throat> because did he forget that there was a black man sitting across the table from him? As if, like, like the like black men don't don't have it bad or maybe even worse than black women do in a in a sense. But it's like he's telling you. Like, y'all call it a red flag, but he's letting you know that he this is something that he grew up in. And it was something that was actually that actually that actually maintained a household that he could thrive in. Because if he couldn't thrive in that sort of household, or if nobody could thrive in that sort of household, why would he use that as an example? Because it's like if that's something where it was, especially if it's like his parents are still married, and it's like everything, yeah, everything is, it has been, has been ran smooth. There's never been any real, real issues, and everybody has been, and everything was, everything had a place and was, everything had a place and it ran like clockwork. Why is it then your question? Why is it that um, why is it that about the um, the why is it a problem with a man leading the household? Is I think in my personal opinion, it's because of the fact that nowadays you see a lot of single mother households, and they end up there's people that probably feel as if. Or it's because they're predisposed to being in that sort of environment and not having, and there's no man leading that household. 
that mom must have been like with no dad here mom must be the better decision maker so I believe that I believe that I can be a better that I can be the same sort of decision maker and I don't need a man to basically like tell me what to do sort of situation I think that's what made it a red flag for her because she probably feels like if he's making the final say then it's he's telling me what to do instead of understanding that there there may be decisions that you can't make or that you're that you don't have the cognitive thinking to actually to actually be able to make that and make that sort of decision and if you do want to make that sort of decision are you going to take accountability for that as well if something goes wrong or anything of that nature so here's the issue with what a lot of people want this goes for people who want to go into entrepreneurship as well as people going to relationships the issue is nobody wants to take the responsibility of leadership a wise man once told me the first rule of leadership is everything's your fault So if you're going to be the leader, if something goes wrong, it's your responsibility to make sure it gets right or righted. So as a woman, do you want to share that responsibility? We have seen on social media anyways, over and over again, that women find a way to not take accountability for a multitude of actions where it, they, 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 they like to, a lot of people do this. Most unsuccessful people do this, but I'm not saying women are unsuccessful, but there's a lot, a lot of unsuccessful people do this and Actually, no, I, I can say I can say that um, those people, a lot of women who have this mindset of that they should be a leader and they tend to have unsuccessful relationships is because they want the leadership role, but they don't want the leadership responsibility. So if something goes wrong, a lot of women will be like, oh, they'll, they'll, have, a just, they'll have a justification for why it went wrong versus versus um, like you know what my bad that's on me let's figure this out or I'll figure it out um, kind of like the buck stops here type of mentality and there's many women that don't really have that mentality so like I remember I was having a conversation with someone and they were like, oh, I have, you know, my my baby daddy is a piece of crap. And then you'll ask them, well, why did you why did you choose 
to have a relationship with this person. And they won't admit that they chose to have a relationship with this person, lay down with this person, have unprotected sex with this person, and ultimately carry the child and have this child with this person. They'll you find a way to make it like that this guy was a piece of crap, except for being like, you know what? I ignored many of the red flags that if I didn't ignore it, we would have never got here. And I, and I said, and I said that because, uh, and I, I pointed out to somebody that like, yo, there's a lot of people having babies with the same guy. And I use future as an example. Like, there's women who are saying he's a deadbeat. But yet, the dude got nine kids with eight women or some something crazy like that. So it's like, if you know that and you don't want that in your life, why are you pursuing that? Because you think a child support check is going to be good enough? You know what I'm saying? Whatever it might be. I don't know why. I, you know, he's famous because... If he, well, it don't even matter if he's famous because if he's gonna, if he's a deadbeat, he's a deadbeat. It don't really matter. So, like, you see a lot of those things. I'm, I use that as an example. But there's many other examples of where women don't necessarily take responsibility. Like, for example, let's say a man cheats on his wife. No man could, no man is allowed to have this excuse. She wasn't making me happy anymore. No man's allowed to have this excuse. My relationship was boring with her. No man's allowed to have this excuse. Um, I love her, but I'm not in love with her anymore. No man is allowed to have that excuse. What do a lot of women say? Oh, why didn't you work it out? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do that? Why? Because he, as the leader, has to, has to own the responsibility of why he's feeling that way and why the marriage is dying. But a woman can say all those things and nobody goes to her and be like, man, you was being a hoe. You was being a dirt bag. You was being a POS. There's even, there's even videos and stuff where men get lied to about fathering their children and there's people who make excuses for those women and don't give them the responsibility or the blame for what said thing happened. So y'all want the leadership, but you don't want the responsibility that comes with the leadership. And so I, I don't understand a black thing. Black women have it hard enough. I wish we would take a lot of the racial stuff out of it 
because at the end of the day, people have it hard. And I'm not one of those people, oh, I don't see color. I'm just saying, color don't really matter. There's a bunch of white single moms too. There's a bunch of Asian single moms, Hispanic single moms, Indian single, there's a bunch of single moms too. So what? If this is the life you chose, you need to bear the responsibility of the life you chose. I remember I was with my ex-wife. She blamed me for a lot of things. I said, now that I'm out of the picture, you better accomplish everything you said you couldn't accomplish while you were with me, even though I did everything, paid for everything. You better. Okay. I've been divorced eight years. None of those things have happened because you never took responsibility for your own actions. So I don't understand the black woman, the black woman thing, because I don't think that's relevant to the conversation. If, all right, if you want to be, I don't even know, I'm not even, I don't even technically agree with you with the whole hand gesture thing. If he would have said it like he was saying it, it still says the same thing. And at the end of the day, you know, I go to the Duchess, I ask her for advice. And if it don't go right, I don't see him be like, man, you told me to, you told me to do this. I don't do none of that. I just yo, yo, what just happened? <laughs> I just say, I'm like, look, you know what? I listened. And I, there was a situation and I was like, and I didn't say, oh, I, sh I shouldn't have listened to you. I said, I should have went with my gut. I should have went with what I was thinking. I didn't blame her for it. That's my responsibility. Even though she was the one who recommended the thing that we did, it was just like, shoot, you know what? I, I just had a feeling I should have went with that feeling except for, you know, allowing people to convince me to do otherwise. So, you know, like I said, you gotta have that responsibility. And also, I don't know why women want that responsibility. Everything's your fault. Y'all want that? Everything's your fault. Like, like being that, could, could, all right, so let's say for example, Everything's your fault, right? You share the leadership. You both share the leadership. You can't leave your husband because he make he don't make enough money. You know how many women do that? Or you know, we we Kevin Samuels made a bunch of money. I don't know how much money he made from his YouTube channel, but he made a bunch of money talking to women who was leaving their husbands because they weren't on their level financially. Guess what? You're the leader now. You share leadership, right? You can't say, oh, it's your, oh, we can't pay these bills because you don't make enough money. Guess what, leader? 
guess what? Equal in the hierarchy. If you don't make enough money, it's somebody's responsibility to make more money. So if he can't, guess we got to. Oh, yeah. Oh, you didn't think about that, did you? Yeah, of course you didn't, because you're dumb. And I'm not saying that women are dumb. I'm saying the women who have that mindset are dumb. I don't care who you are. I don't care how much respect I might have for you. If you have that mindset, you're stupid. Because that's what leadership is. Leadership is bearing the responsibility of the of the actions. We get to go to sports. Nobody talks about, like Charles Barkley said, nobody t- says, Kevin Johnson ain't with no rings. Oh, he a bum. He ain't all time. He ain't with no rings. What they do? They give it to the, the best player on the team, the leader of the team. If KD and them, KD and Steph and them did not win a championship, they're not blaming Kevin Durant. They're blaming Steph. If, jo- if Jordan and Pippen go 0-6 in the finals, they're not blaming Pippen. They're not blaming Migraine Pip. They blaming Air Jordan. LeBron is playing on some teams. Y'all said it's just straight trash. Guess who gets all the responsibility? The leader, LeBron. LeBron's not even the best player on his team right now. <laughs> Anthony Davis is. Guess who's getting the blame when they lose? LeBron. So I think people need to understand that. The whole hierarchy thing, it's whoever brought, whoever receives the responsibility when things go right and when things go wrong. That doesn't mean even if you're not in the hierarchy, if you're not at the top, that you have no input. You're still an adult. But at the end of the day, if I'm gonna bear the responsibility, I have to make the final decision. Because at the end of the day, you're not gonna take that responsibility whoever's second in command. Nobody's gonna look to you to fix that, to fix what went wrong, if it goes wrong. But I'm gonna end with this. This is in the Bible, Genesis chapter three, starting at verse 16. This is God speaking to Eve. And I think this is why a lot of women have such an issue being second in the chain of command. Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen the pain of your pregnancy and in pain you will give birth. So a lot of people, they know that portion because that's what the church teaches. I've never heard this in church, been in a bunch of churches and I've heard this story a hundred times. Never heard this in church. That's why sometimes you got to read stuff for yourself. Still on chapter six, still verse 16. And you will desire control over your husband, but he will rule over you. That was the second punishment of God to woman. This is after she ate the fruit? Yes. So the, so first, there, so the, the first, first punishment was was the pain during birth. The second punishment was you want to be, you basically want to rule over, but 
he still you want to be here but you will always be here no matter what God gave man that responsibility <laughs> to be honest lady it ain't up to you if you don't believe in God that, by all means take it take it however you will but if you are a believer in God it, God did not assign you to do to be the leader God assigns excuse me God assigns you to be the helpmate that doesn't mean you don't help that doesn't mean just because you're not at the top that you can't help. Just like an assistant manager can help the store manager or the general manager. That doesn't mean anything. Y'all getting so caught up on the wrong thing. Play your role. Know your position. Play your position. You'll get your chance. Any good leader knows he's nothing without the people who help him. So why are you worried about being the leader? The, the leader knows he can't do it without you. The leader knows he can't do it without you. So why are we so obsessed with being considered the leader? Why you wanna be on this level? This level sucks. Like I said, everything, everything's your fault. It sucks, I promise y'all, but we do it. Well, I can't say we, I don't know how many dudes is actually doing it. I do it. If something doesn't get done, guess what? I gotta go to the Duchess and be like, all right, I got this figured out. Here's what we doing from here on out. Here's what we're doing to fix this. That, that's just what it is. When we when we wanted to buy a house, which we bought a house, I was like, Duchess, what you've been doing is the wrong thing. Here's what we're gonna do. Here's how we're gonna do this. And guess what? Within a few months, we bought a house. And it wasn't even my responsibility. I never want. I never wanted to buy a house. But that's what she desired. This is how we're gonna do it. If you follow the game plan. My game plans be fired. I'm sorry. Everybody who's ever actually stuck with the game plan I gave them has always had some kind of success. So that's 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 all I gotta say on that. Get off the leadership thing. It really ain't that sweet. Get off of trying to be at the top. It really ain't that sweet. You know what they say is lonely at the top? You know how many men kill themselves? because they at the top and they can't take it. Come on now. Get over it, women. I promise you. Even single moms know how hard it is. Single moms know that it sucks. That's why they date. Single moms ain't out here saying they don't need a man. At least not a lot of them. They like, look, this <laughs> raising these kids on your own is tough. Having to bear all this responsibility is tough. 
lot of women do it. And shout out to them. My mother did it. But it's so much easier when you got help. Ask Michael Jordan. It's so much easier to win when you got Pippen, when you got Harper, when you got Rodney, and you could just play your role. That's all I gotta say on that. What you got for a zero? I ain't got nothing else to say on that. All right, partner shot. I'm gonna actually go first. Um, Adam debate with somebody on on Facebook and I didn't really care to continue to debate with him because he had a um, you know he he he, he, uh, he was just saying things and I forget the guy's name but he's one of these people who believe in like you know H2 he's like talks about H2O H3O eating fruits versus drinking water too often and things of that nature I forget his name black guy very very conscious type of guy and I don't necessarily agree with his stuff but the guy said am I supposed to believe him over my doctors because he don't have a PhD and I was like so I said to the guy you should probably speak to your doctors find out how much they know about nutrition it'll surprise you I've listened to many health podcasts and podcasts with doctors on them, and they talk about nutrition. They actually don't discuss nutrition very often in med school, believe it or not. So even some of the things that the doctors tell you dietary-wise isn't really based on anything except for what they were taught. And I said to him, just have the conversation with your doctor and see how much he truly knows about nutrition before you criticize this guy. I said, also, if this guy's done, because I think one doctor said he took two courses on nutrition and he was a general medicine doctor, family medicine. So he covers a whole basis of things, ton of stuff. He's not as specialized as a cardiologist, neuro. He's not as specialized as those people, right? Cancer. Yeah. So... He covers a multitude of things. He said he took two courses in nutrition. Eight years of medical school. Medical school. I don't know how long these courses are. Let's say it's four to eight weeks. Eight weeks of... So if this guy has done research for a decade and this doctor has only had eight... Who, who's the expert? <laughs> Just because he don't have a PhD don't mean he ain't an expert. So I was like, so be careful with that. So he goes, oh, you don't have no education. You, why are you trying to tell me? I'm like, first of all, you just blindly following what doctors say is ridiculous. Not saying that you, sometimes it's good to do that. I don't know. But what I'm saying is, you just saying that this guy, because he has this paperwork, is automatically a bigger expert than somebody who doesn't have the paperwork that you want him to have. That means he's not, what he's saying is invaluable. I actually didn't even agree with the guy on what he was saying. But that doesn't, I'm not basing that off of his, 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 uh, his, his, um, his credentials. I'm basing off of research I've done on my own when it comes to food science. So I'm like, look, just 
pump your brakes. The guy was trying to go back and forth with me. I'm like, I don't, there's no reason. I've, I'm, I've, I've decided to get out of it. If I'm talking to somebody who clearly know, doesn't know what you're talking about, I'm not, I'm not going back and forth with you. You, it, you just want the last word. Have at it. I know you don't know anything. So, moral of the story is, if you don't do anything yourself when it comes to research, stop criticizing people on what they know. This dude, his profile picture, he didn't look very healthy. Let's just put it that way. He didn't look very healthy. <clears throat> Why are you over The guy who was doing the video looks like he's in great shape. You know, vegan doesn't really, I mean, I don't even agree with veganism or anything, but he looks like he's in great shape. And he doesn't look frail like a lot of these. He looks like he's in good shape. You built like three sacks of potatoes. Why are you over here talking about this guy? <laughs> Open sacks of potatoes. Just spilling out. You old spilling out ass nigga. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm like, all right, bro. You, you have at it. You know what I'm saying? Have at it. I don't care. I don't promise you. If you just want to have blind faith in human beings. But I was like, there's a guy who won a Nobel Peace Prize for lobotomies. Do you know what a lobotomy is? They like drill holes in your brain to cure depression. He won a Nobel Peace Prize for this. And then his practice was, was ostracized throughout humanity like a decade later. He won a Nobel Peace Prize. So you over here saying, oh, trust the doctor. You would have been one of those morons getting your brain drilled in and killing yourself four, four months later because you, you don't know what to do. <laughs> oh, you remember the, the vaccine was 95,000% effective. Trust yeah. the science. I got, I got the vaccine. Caught COVID right after I got the vaccine. The Duchess never got the vaccine, never got COVID. Never got COVID. Now, I didn't believe in this stuff. I was just like, look, I'm gonna do it just because I didn't want to be forced to do it. Because if I try to get forced to do it, I'm not gonna do it. I wish I would just stuck with my guns and been like, I'm not doing it. But yeah, but yeah, so trust the science. The food pyramid has been shown to be the worst thing to nutrition, the worst thing to happen to nutrition. Trust the science, trust the doctors, right? Shut up. If you haven't done your own research, stop talking about people who have. That's my part. All right, so my part in shot is, is very simple. If you 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 need to show some sort of growth in your life to like so what I mean is I think we spoke about this before 
Um, Because I hate the phrase, you met me like this. Because... Because when folks can't use because when folks turn around, like let's just say for example, somebody who like somebody who's very flirtatious and somehow some way you were able to be yeah yeah the two of y'all get together and y'all end up becoming a couple but she still is flirtatious with dudes that come around and you come to her and let her know that you got a problem with it and she says well you met me like this so then you met me yeah like this he's like you met me when i was doing this so why is it a problem now if you can't seem to understand or respect the person that you decided to be you decided to commit yourself to don't be in a relationship because there's clearly no growth that comes into this you well so my parting shot is really this if when just know when you enter into a relationship if it's really what it is that you want to do stop doing single shit don't don't come out here wanting to still being flirtatious and turning around and trying to say oh it was innocent flirting I don't want to hear innocent flirting. Flirting is flirting. You know that you know that it's gonna be a problem. If you can't see if you can't grow if you can't administer some sort of growth and understand that your partner is going to be bothered by this, there was no reason for you to get into a relationship in the first place. Because you can't seem to stop yourself from doing stuff that you were doing when you were single while you're in a relationship just don't enter into a relationship clearly you weren't ready for what it was that came that entailed when you decided to commit yourself to one person if you're gonna get into a relationship in my opinion stop doing single shit because you gotta understand that especially yeah, even in like even when you enter into marriage you gotta understand the eyes turn into we the eyes turn into us you're supposed to be a companionship you're supposed to be a team you can't keep on sitting here thinking about me 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 all the time because your decisions don't just impact you it impacts it, it impacts the, the impacts your spouse it impacts the partnership it impacts the family if you have a family you gotta understand there's gotta be some sort of growth in your life when you start making decisions when you start making decisions like getting into relationships getting married things of that nature you can't just keep on thinking that you can't just keep on thinking me 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 
because it's not just about you anymore. And I think there's folks that seem that still don't seem to understand that. And that's my part in chat. All right, y'all. Well, that's it for us. We did it. Hit us up. Social media. Instagram. <coughs> Asset.media. Facebook. Tween Brothers Podcast Facebook group. Twitter. DTWN Bros Podcast. TikTok. Between Brothers Podcast. We love y'all. We thank y'all for listening. We'll see y'all next week. One of my niggas. Bring two niggas. Yeah.